Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America here with the Faith Report. What is happening with the church, the organized church in America? And why has the corporatized church, the institutionalized church in America, been MIA or missing in action against evil that has been assaulting all of us from all directions in the ramping up of the tyranny under the COVID pandemic. Once that public health emergency of international concern was announced by the Marxist director of WHO in March of 2020, we have seen tyranny assaulting us and assaulting our constitution and assaulting our religious freedom ever since. Why haven't we seen more of the churches standing against the evil assault on God's gift of life and freedom? And here today are three of us as Christians and soldiers in the battle against evil who have been working hard to defend God's gift of life and to bring God's truth from the Bible, to do as Jesus did in speaking truth to the powers in his day, and bring medical truth and hope and help to people who were dying for lack of treatment. It's truly been shocking Truthful Health Foundation has even worked hard to try and provide treatment programs for COVID in church settings, similar to the way that I organized free clinics in churches in Norfolk, Virginia, at the beginning of my career, when I would supervise family practice residents, providing community services and free medical care. And we couldn't get churches interested. They were too afraid of offending the government policymakers. They didn't want to take liability. I mean, what's the liability for providing education and resources to help people get early treatment? Churches have free clinics for lots of other things. Why not COVID? And why did the government policies take precedence over biblical concern for people's lives? Why have churches and megachurch leaders in the Christian church 
been pushing the COVID jab when we knew from the data and from the technology and the problems with the technology of the mRNA and the lipid nanoparticles that it damaged the reproductive organs in all of the animal species tested. And that was known 15 years ago before they rolled out the shots. These are major questions because we are in a battle against the forces of evil, the forces of evil trying to reshape God's design of human life, plant life, animal life, with all of the genetic modifications of food and livestock and animals and the transhumanism agenda to change God's gift of life as we've known it. It truly is a battle between the forces of good and evil. And with me today are two Christian soldiers, Nicole Landers as a nurse doing battle in the hospitals, trying to save lives of patients who were prevented from getting proper treatment, who were denied fluid, nutrition, even antibiotics, diabetes medications. They were pushed into the COVID death protocol with remdesivir and ventilators and down the rapid road to death. And we, as a foundation program, worked hard to try and help rescue patients and get them home to proper care. And Nicole was leading that battle against the evil agenda of the COVID death protocol. And then Major Mike Gary, 25-year military veteran, Seaburn expert, trained in hazmat response, chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear weapons of mass destruction, and how to protect people from that, prevented from carrying out his duties because of the COVID policies forcing vaccination on everyone with an experimental product and not even giving informed consent, violating the very constitutional oath that our military take an oath to serve. So I see both of my guests today as true Christian soldiers standing up courageously in faith against the forces of evil in a battle for the survival of humanity. So welcome, Nicole and Major Gary. We honor both of you for all of your efforts throughout the COVID pandemic and your careers in nursing and military. But let's talk about your perceptions and, and your views on what is, what is happening that the organized church, the institution of the Christian church in America seems to be missing in action in the battle against evil. Well, Dr. Valit, thanks so much for having me join you today. Great to be with you and the listening audience. Uh, my perspective is much in keeping with exactly as the Lord told us it would be. This is firmly the Laodicean church age, and we see a lukewarm, inactive, uh, puffed up, and um, church that perceives itself as wealthy and in need of nothing. Wow, that's a powerful statement. And actually, um, to your point about the wealth of, of the churches, uh, 
there seems to be a bigger emphasis on protecting their donor base and their 501c3 charity and not offending the government than speaking truth biblically about we are facing evil. It's almost like they're hiding their head in the sand and pretending that evil doesn't really exist. Major Gary, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, so in the course of my life, uh, you know, my relation with God has become stronger and stronger. And quite often through trials is when you become like solidified in your faith and your belief. And, you know, my wife and I, through our life, uh, we've had trials and we've overcome them. And we've overcome them because of our faith in God. You know, uh, God doesn't promise it you that life is going to be easy, right? He promises he's going to meet your needs and not your wants. And uh, so sometimes that means you have to be happy in the small things that you receive. And, you know, right now, currently, my wife and I are going through a trial, but we're going to overcome this because our faith is solid. God is providing for us through this. So I just asked the listeners out there, I asked them this question. Is God active in the affairs of men's lives? Because he's active in my life, in my wife's life, in my family's life. He is an active player and plays an active role in what we do as a family. So I ask Americans as a whole, what is God doing right now? Is he active in your life? I think that's a profoundly important question. It sure is, Mike, and I can speak for my family. God is present and active in our lives, extremely active. And I just want to follow up on what you're saying. It's so true. It's the trials that draw us near to the Lord as he shows himself as um, leader and deliverer and provider. It's amazing the way he shows up. And as I've shared with so many, he doesn't show up in the way the world would work. He, he, his ways are above ours and different than ours. And his um, arrival onto the scene, active in all the circumstances we're facing, are mind-blowing every single time. Well, and, you know, I, I have also experienced that in so many ways what both of you have just been describing. And it, in fact, it's what has sustained me through the pandemic and all that we face. It's been very difficult to know the medical truth and see so many in my own profession absolutely refusing to look at the data refusing to look at what is really working to treat COVID patients and what the dangers of this experimental COVID shot have been, it's truly shocking. And yet what keeps me going is the sense that I know, I know I'm following what God has called me to do and staying focused on the truth as it's spelled out in both his design of of our bodies and how they work, and it's spelled out in what the outcomes are showing. Nicole, you know that you and I have worked together 
treating very sick people early with all of the combination therapies, everything including simple things our grandmothers taught us with nasal rinses and oral rinses and gargling and nebulizing, things that, that I remember my grandmother doing. And we're putting it all together, getting to people quickly, relieving, helping to relieve their fear, which of course makes you short of breath. And so the more frightened you are, the worse your breathing becomes. And by praying with patients, by helping them explain what's going on and teaching them what they can do, getting resources there, we've had remarkably good outcomes. And, and yet they've been prevented those same steps in the hospitals. And the churches have not stood up to this. Pastors have not been allowed to go in and see their patients in the hospital, and they didn't push back against it. I, Mike, any comments on that from yeah. what you've yes, seen? Yes, I do, Doc. Yes, I do, Dr. Vliet. I want to just uh, emphasize something you said when you're speaking, speaking a lot of wisdom, uh, and that is mother knows best. Even as a young <laughs> child for me, I'm in my young 40s, you know, I knew mother knew best for me. That was, that was an authority that God had given my mother, right? And over, over time and wisdom and experience gained, my mother knew best. She was the mother for me. And um, that's that authority is something that the church is missing right now. God has given them authority to do things and to fix these problems, but they're missing it because men are are running the church, right? They're, they're taking their selfish, whether they're aware of it or not, they, they are choosing their selfishness over what moves God's word forward, spreading the gospel. You know, like you were saying, um, being more worried about impressing the government and meeting the government's wants and their dictates and mandates. That's what the church totally missed in this last three years. They met what man wanted, which is, you know, at the top, the government, instead of getting down on their knees and praying to God, how do we best handle this situation? And uh, I, I could be wrong, but I think the phrase or at least address, addressing the phrase fear not is like one of the most talked about topics in the Bible to fear not. Right. And this is something that the church got caught up in. It was surprising to me to watch the church uh, lay down in fear, outright fear. Where is your faith, church? Where where are you at? that you're going to give in to all these things in the very beginning of COVID, you know, that was one thing I started to realize as people were starting to, I guess, become aware of the mainstream media's uh, fear propaganda that they were falling for it hook, line and sinker. And that's I felt like I was commissioned to say, Hey, look, there's, there's no reason to fear. Let's settle down be rational because God gave us rational minds. It is a gift to think about these things and we can think about them amongst each other as the body of Christ should. We should rationalize these things and discuss them and not forget 
all the wisdom that's been passed down through our generations, like you were uh, talking about all the medical practices that we used to obey, right? That all got thrown out the window in these last three years, right? All those things were great things that our, our generations of uh, ancestors have passed down to us to deal with this, but we just threw it all out the window and, uh, you know, in largely because this was a plague of fear. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting that there's actually people sick. I'm just saying as a whole, if we had to classify this thing, it was a plague of fear that led us to bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And the church fell right into it and almost became a big, big player in it for the, the wrong side. So I just, uh, Wanted to point that out after you said all those things, Dr. Lee. I totally, you know, I, I'm here in Maine, a totally different part of the country, and I see it the same way you do. Well, you made some very good points, and it, it was the plague of fear. And in fact, I know Nicole has thoughts on that too, but I'll just comment. The, the plague of fear, the weapon of fear, propaganda of fear, was all designed. The propaganda tool that was put in place when Obama changed the Smith-Munt Act in the United States, which had been in place following World War II in 1948 to prevent propaganda, lies, and deception from being used against the American people, as had been done in World War two in Nazi Germany, for example. Obama changed that in 2012 and made it legal for media, government, and others to use propaganda, lies, and deception to change the minds of the people. That's a critical turning point because that laid the foundation for the propaganda campaign of fear that was unleashed on across America, but around the world as well in, in the COVID pandemic. And it was by design. They powers orchestrating the tyrannical takeover and assault on our constitution and assault on life knew that people could be manipulated through fear and th especially through fear of dying. And they escalated, they falsified the death data, they prevented treatment to gin up the fear, and then they took steps in the hospital protocols that accelerated death. So all the way around, it was designed to create fear, which is the weapon of the adversary that the Bible talks about. And I know, Nicole, you probably have a lot to say about that. Well, I do have a lot to say about it, Dr. Valit, and it's a reflection of both some of what Mike was sharing and you. Um, Matthew 16, 18, and I tell you, Peter, Peter meaning little rock, that on this rock, Christ, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church has lost its way. We don't understand the power that is in us through the Holy Spirit to push back against that fear. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the true church. Unfortunately, the churches have stood down 
They should be ministering to the people. It's up to the remnant, those of us as our foundation and others who go out and minister to reduce this pandemic of fear one person at a time. Because as you mentioned at the beginning, our churches are, for the most part, MIA. They're, they, they don't embrace the power that's imparted to every believer through the indwelling Holy Spirit. And instead, they serve to propagate the fear, canceling meetings and social distancing. When in the midst of all that has been going on, that should be drawing us nearer and to fellowship and meet more. Absolutely right. And you know, what you've just said reminds me of the Pharisees in Jesus' day, following rules rather than ministering truly to the people. And Jesus began as one man and then added slowly others and took his message of God's word directly to the people, which is what we've all been doing in our individual battles against evil in hospitals and trying to help patients against the medical establishment and help parishioners find biblically-based churches and in the military, encouraging those who stood for the oath to the Constitution and for the rule of law, as opposed to giving in to government policies. And, and I really have been shocked at the degree to which the corporatized church, and I use that term deliberately because the churches have become so corporatized and focused on business and, and not offending the government with anything political to preserve their 501c3 status, that they are, they are missing in action to speak up against the evil agenda, which is being perpetrated by the government policies. And, and I think it goes to something that, that um, Mike Gary said, and Mike, you may want to talk about it, from Matthew 21 in verses 12 through 22, when Jesus confronted the evil that was going on in the temple. Absolutely. Thank you for that, uh, Dr. Vliet. Um, yeah, I mean, the church, the way I see them in this moment is uh, they don't want to get directly involved with uh, conflict. And let me explain that. Conflict being verbal uh, volleys back and forth with, a, you know, government officials or even uh, other groups of people. Uh, they don't want to have to show up and make a stance at certain things. The one thing that has grabbed a lot of traction for the church is the, is the pro-life movement. I do see uh, a big group of people from churches supporting that in this moment. But that's, it's like, that's an easy one to see, right? So that's an easy one for all of us to come together around. But when you talk about um, the shot and that the fact that the mRNA is produced out of heck, uh, human embryonic kidney line 293, right? It's born out of a child sacrifice, as I wrote in my religious exemption. Well, the church doesn't want to touch that. Well, it's the same topic, you know, 
And I don't expect every Christian to know that that's what the shots were, but it's the same thing. It's Molech and Baal worship. And for Jesus to go inside his father's temple, his temple, and to clean it of all the you know wrong things it's a house of prayer he says right and he goes in there and he kicks out all the money changers and other activities that were going on in the temple and he cleanses it he physically cleanses the temple i've even heard some scholars say that he used a whip to whip them on their way out so it, whatever he did in getting physical was not a sin it was actually a righteous correction to what was going on there. And it constituted an actual physical action on his part. And we're in that moment. The church has to understand we're in a moment. It's going to require us showing up at school board meetings, town meetings, at pro-life movement meetings or, or uh, seminars. It's going to require us to show up at our, uh, you know, at uh, the Capitol building in our states or have other events just like this to communicate what's really going on. We're going to have to do this. And the church needs to understand that we can't sit back and just take it easy anymore. We actually have to do something physically. We got to show the fruits of our spirit and actually walk the steps of faith. Walk it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And actually, you brought up something really important when we know that these experimental COVID shots were developed in one aspect of their production or another, whether it was the testing, manufacturing, they are using the aborted human baby tissue in order to manufacture them in one way or another. So for people in the church to claim that they are pro-life and yet the church turns around and creates a vaccination center using aborted fetal cells that were involved in making the products, that, that is exactly the contamination of the temple that Jesus was standing against righteously in his day that you just cited. We should have people going in and cleansing the churches of the vaccination centers for, for the same reasons. It's corrupting the church. Nicole? Yes, Dr. Philippe. I want to just draw for the listener the parallel between the the day of Christ's first coming and today, because it's powerful, and you just spoke right into it. There was apostasy amongst the Jewish people in the time of Christ's first coming. The, the religious leaders were apostate. They couldn't see the time of their visitation, even though Jesus came and fulfilled over 300 prophecies and offered the kingdom at that time, they couldn't see it because of apostasy. And the temple was polluted with all kinds of pollutions as a result of their apostasy. And here today, as we approach the return of Christ, which for anyone who reads and studies scripture, 
it's unbelievably clear that the time is drawing very near. And once again, we have apostasy in the church and amongst the leaders who are called to stand up and and clear the temple. There are few that are willing to take the stand. And the temple, our bodies, and the church are polluted and corrupt just as they were at the first visitation. That is powerfully said, and I I couldn't agree more. Beautifully said by both of you. America, pay attention to our Christian warriors on the program today and what they are pointing out about the church in America, the organized church, institutionalized church, MIA in the battle against evil as they answer to the government instead of God. We will be right back after the break. This is Dr. Lee for America with the Faith Report on the Whistleblower Report. Heard every day here on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 12 noon Eastern and 12 midnight Eastern. And then all of our resources and archived programs are available on our website, www.truthforhealth.org. We will be right back after the break. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews 
with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The family of Juliana Parker sincerely thanks the Truth for Health Foundation Without their support and help, we would not have been able to get my mother out of the hospital and into my home where I could take care of her for the last few days of her life. Offering us comfort care just wasn't good enough. We knew that she could be with us longer and it was a fight to get her out. And without their support and help and their list of all the things that we needed to do to make this happen, because it definitely seemed like it was going to take a miracle. And that miracle came I look back and I can't believe that we were able to go against a giant hospital, bring our mother home. And then I just remember fall. It was so beautiful when my mother passed here in my living room and they took her away and I could see all the beautiful leaves. Anyways, thank you. Welcome to the second half of the Whistleblower Report, Faith Report today. We are talking about the Organized Church in America, the Christian Church, MIA, in the battle against evil, with two Christian warriors who have been fighting in this battle against evil on different fronts throughout the pandemic and before that, but especially in the escalation and the unleashing of the forces of evil on all of us across America and around the world during the pandemic, we've just been experiencing since March 2020 with the declaration of the COVID international emergency of major public health concern. So back to where we were in the first half, talking about the church not standing up to the government policies that were in total contradiction to biblical principles, our constitutional principles, and our Judeo-Christian founding principles that made this country unique. What additional thoughts do you have from your observations in the field in medicine, nursing, and the military? I... Uh... I would like to share, Dr. Vliet, if you don't mind, um, out of the book of Joshua. It's uh, Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 through 15, and I'll read them real quick and, and react to it. Um, so it, verse 13, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand, and Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. And he said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot. For the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. 
And uh, I'm sure for a lot of the listeners, uh, they're aware that, you know, in wander in the wilderness for 40 years because of the bad reports of the spies. Joshua was not one of those spies that gave a bad report. He gave a good report that we can take this land. We can do this thing that God wants us to do. And then as Joshua was allowed to make it through the wilderness and to uh, be commissioned by the Lord Jesus Christ himself to take the land. Um, I just feel like uh, Joshua, you know, he needed a visitation from the Lord right then to show that I am with you. You made it through the wilderness. And here's this big thing that's in front of you, which is taking the land away from these people that didn't earn it. They didn't belong there. And God was just giving him that strength to do what he needed to needed ahead of them to be the leader of all these people. And, uh, and I feel like in this moment in my life, I've had moments where the Lord has touched me with things very deep to let me know I had to do this thing. Like, I know you're aware of my situation, but the Lord let me know that ahead of it, that I was going to go into it so I could make it through it. And, uh, I just uh, feel that Joshua is a great example of somebody uh, that actually physically had to uh, play out what God wanted. So Joshua, to me, is a great example of how we should be in this moment. He's extremely obedient, but he's also sacrificed a lot. And uh, that's why I find I draw a lot of my uh, strength with people, well, like yourself, Dr. Vliet and Nicole, uh, it's people that are extremely patriotic in this moment. They know that they, in order to be obedient, they must sacrifice during this moment in time. But, but, but you guys are also extremely uh, aware that God will move us through this moment. And probably on the other side, for some of us, there is an abundance on the other side once we make it through it. And uh, Well, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, uh, I just think it's encouraging to be around others that and that is something that we have done in creating the foundation, Truth for Health Foundation, as a public charity committed to carrying God's word and God's truth and our Christian focus to the public to bring help and hope in the face of fear and to bring, to encourage people with God's peace and the fact that God is sovereign. And Nicole quoted the scripture from Matthew, the gates of hell shall not prevail. And that's what it's felt like have been unleashed on us is that the gates of hell have been thrown wide open and evil is coming at us from all directions. And the, the forces of hell have been unleashed with this devastating prevention of all human rights and prevention of treatment for people who are suffering. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. And the, the only thing that can keep us going is to focus on God's truth. I, I think you said it very well. Nicole, your thoughts. My thoughts. Um, I want to draw upon a, another point that it comes from that scriptural reading that Mike shared. And that's that the messenger was not for one side or the other. The messenger came speaking on behalf of God's interest and God's glory. And 
we get into our heads this dichotomy of, you know, our side versus their side. That is not the interest of God. The interest of God is his will. And if we as a church, if the church as a whole could get their minds around that, that their interests, their their agendas, their plans and not offend the the seekers or, you know, not offend the government, those things are not specifically the interest of God. God is interested in his glory and in not seeing any perish, but all to come to saving faith. And that requires operating a very different way than the corporate church responds, or we as individuals might respond in our own interests. Now that's that's something we all need to keep focused on every day. And you said that you summarized that well. I I find it difficult to comprehend something so basic that it's a simple stand for the principles that Jesus taught and a stand to support life as God's gift in his timing for that to come to fruition and end in the physical world, not for mankind to be making decisions to prematurely end the lives of others with government policies. And, and that's what we've been seeing, which, which I sadly see the church not standing against and, and in, in therefore in silence supporting it. Because Dietrich Bonhoeffer said in World War II, as, as a Lutheran minister who would courageously spoke against the Nazi evil and lost his life ultimately as a result of that. But when he said, Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. And so in the silence from the church, it reminds me of the sound from the Vietnam War, the sounds of silence. In the silence, they are acting to support an agenda of the government that is anti-life, anti-Christianity, and anti-human freedom. Absolutely, Dr. Valid, it's anti-truth with a capital T. That's the truth that comes from God and through his holy word, which is Christ. And what I like to refer to that as is the sin of silence. Good point. Good point. And Major Gary, you've been speaking out quite extensively. So you have not been silent. Nicole and I certainly have not been silent. And that's what we're calling more people to turn back to God and speak God's truth and stand against evil. You're leading some efforts in your church. Could you comment on that? Yeah. um, So 
what I've noticed, it's almost a generational breakdown a little bit, but the older crowd of men, and let me qualify that, maybe, I don't know, somewhere from mid-50s and up, um, you know, with all the, the change in technology, right, and, and where we get our news and where we learn things, the older crowd of people are so used to getting their news from, you know, the, the big three alphabet media. And I, I feel for them because I've tried to point to them, hey, there's other places to get information. So they almost seem like this world has run them over and there's no way for them to get truth. And, you know, that, that's a, a feel for me on them is how, you know, how can I help? And I've tried to point people in the right direction so they can get more of a godly perspective on what's happening in our world. You know, and so anyway, recently what I've done is uh, tried to rally men to go to local school boards and town boards and any other type of events uh, that we can take back on the grassroots level, uh, you know, the, our towns and then our state and then so on and trying to show them there is a way. But the older crowd of people, I almost feel like they've thrown their hands up and just said, oh, there's no way of overcoming this. I don't know where to how to uh, communicate with this world or get the truth out of this world because they the world they came from uh, was they thought was so truthful. And now it's it's so diabolically the other way. And they recognize that, but they just don't know how to get to truth. And it's sad to watch them. And then uh, for the younger crowd. Uh, maybe millennials and Gen Z, they're just such conformists in such ways. Uh, they they just uh, believe government is God because God has moved out. You don't hear the term talked about in public much because, quite frankly, you get in trouble for it one way or another. Uh, you know, because of uh, being fired or or reprimanded or whatever the case may be, you get identified as one of those you know, religious zealot Christian types. And there's some type of shaming for that. And the silence that you were talking about is the fact that Christians have been silent. Uh, this has uh, promoted this idea to, to shame Christianity and to shame God. And it's, we've given up a lot of terrain in this way. And this is why my efforts has been to try to take back terrain the school boards, the town boards, you know, these smaller things, because this is like you said at the beginning of all this, this is where Christ moves. He moves on these small things, the grassroots, and then eventually it turns into a fire. And I think the church needs to realize it. It's happening. It is happening. And don't miss it. Because the when, when you were speaking, what came to my mind was watching Christ uh, be persecuted just to stand in silence. You said sin of silence. And what came to my mind when that phrase came out is watching Christ be, uh, you know, crucified or, or the way to the cross being persecuted up to the, to the cross and then hanging on the cross and everybody standing there in silence, not saying anything, doing anything. So are we any different? I ask American people, are we any different than those Jews? that observe that happened to Christ on his first coming. Well, if we remain silent in the face of evil, we are no different. 
Nicole, your thoughts? Well, Dr. Billy, you know that I am extremely well-trained in the scriptures and that my grandpappy raised me to have a very solid Christian worldview, particularly where it comes to the days that we're living in. And I just want to read this scripture from Second Timothy, but understand this, in the last days, terrible times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, without love of good, treacherous, traitorous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Turn away from such as these. We're talking about people within the church, not just the world at large. I mean, we see these things and they've always been true. But this specifically is a warning about what would call itself Christian or the church. And we see these things having begun to unfold in powerful ways. And in a solid Christian worldview, we understand that this shouldn't alarm us. Jesus told us these things so that we would be prepared. It doesn't change our actions, but it should clarify our understanding about the times in which we're in. And that protects us from the apostasy that we see all around us in church churches and church leaders who refuse to take a stand for what is righteous. I'd like to ask you to share with our listeners the actual chapter and verses you just read, because I want to put those in that, that message in, in our show notes for people to go back and read. I think that was such a powerful and incredibly accurate description of what we've especially been living under in the last three years. So let's let's make sure that we include that. I I was really struck by just how accurate that description is for exactly what we've been seeing every day on in, you know, worse than at any time in my life, at least in the last three years. Absolutely, Dr. Valit. That is uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 3, and it does go on. The warning goes on. They are the kind who worm their way into households and captivate vulnerable women who are weighted down with sins and led astray by various passions, who are always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Again, remember, we're talking about people inside the church. They are depraved in mind and disqualified from the faith. They will not advance much further, for like Janus and Jamries, their folly will be plain to everyone. See, we see this. We're talking about this. There's probably a lot of listeners who are identifying and saying, yeah, well, we see it because we aren't fooled by this folly of of weak-mindedness and cowering to this agenda. We see it because the truth is in us and it testifies to it. 
Well, and that's a manifestation, I believe, of the Holy Spirit guiding us to the truth and helping us to see it with a clarity because we have the Holy Spirit living in us. Exactly, Dr. Valit. So summarize again the verses, chapter 3 and the verses that you shared so with our listeners. Yes, 2 Timothy chapter 3. The, the, the whole book is great, guys, but where I read from is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Well, that was a powerful message that illustrates exactly what we're up against. And what I also have watched, I'm a little older than both you and Mike, and what I've watched over my adult life, really since the late 60s, it's been quite striking, the progressive dependence on government and turning away from God, expecting government to provide for us, expecting government policies to guide our lives, pulling away from the church and having a presence in the public sector, talking about the church, prayer in the schools was taken away, study of the Bible, even as a book of literature was removed. The emphasis on turning to government policies rather than the churches carrying out their duties, all of this has been escalating dramatically over my life, and to the point that in the last three years, it has reached the peak of an assault on everything based in our Judeo-Christian traditions. Closing comments from both of you as we wrap up today. Messages for our listeners. Yes, thank you, Dr. Vliet. I do. I have my closing message for the listeners is this. Through all the uh, verses in discussion that we've had, I find great purpose in this moment as uh, God's will is for us to uh, spread the gospel, the good news of of his salvation that he offers freely. And uh, through all of this, even though it's been difficult in these last three years, I have had great purpose. Every time I have met somebody vaccine injured, it has given me an opportunity to plant a seed about Christ and about what he offers and, and the re- religious exemption crowd of people that I've worked with. I've had a chance to sharpen, you know, iron sharpens iron. I've had a chance to sharpen them. Likewise, they have done with me when I needed it. Sometimes I've heard some stories and they have said things like, geez, I thank you for encouraging me or, or doing what you're doing. And that, that little bit means a lot. And um, so I just say for people, Christians, you need to set aside your selfish interests and see that God is on the move. He's on the move on the grassroots, and it is spreading his word. Ultimately, that's the most important thing that we can do in this moment is to make people aware uh, of what he has done for us. Thank you, Major Gary, and thank you for your service to our country. Nicole? Absolutely. Um, I would leave the listeners with this that all who desire to live godly lives in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. That should not stop us because we know the will of God 
is to spread the gospel. It is to share the love of Jesus Christ. It is to see um, the captives be rescued from behind the gate and brought into the freedom of eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So don't be afraid of the persecution you'll face, the pushback you'll face. We were promised that that would be such, and we're actually blessed for it. And we can anticipate the hand of God at work through all these things. Beautifully said. Thank you both for your courage, your faith, your dedication, and the way in which you have both fought tirelessly to help preserve God's gift of life and our liberty that comes from God and occurs ultimately freedom by being in God and with Christ. Thank you both. And listeners, please go back and read some of the scriptural references that we included today. Take time each morning to talk with God, listen to God's guiding, and begin to stand in your way, in your community, and lead others in the stand against evil and coming back to God's truth. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll be back again with another Whistleblower Report here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, 12 noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, and 12 midnight Eastern as well. Check out our website, truthforhealth.org, for all of our all of our resources, and join us for every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern in our virtual Faith Over Fear program where we take a Christian worldview to all that we face and also bring you practical tools to improve your health and the lives of those around you, as well as to act in faith to stand against evil. We will be back again. Thank you for being with us today.